0: Welcome to the Living With Chronic Illness Podcast. I'm Mariel Metcalf, Head of Living With at Research Partnership. In our third series, we speak to Darren, who discusses his experience of living with Crohn's disease. In this episode, we speak to Darren about his diagnosis. We hope you find this podcast of value, and if you want to find out more, please visit researchpartnership.com forward slash livingwith. So first of all, welcome Darren and thank you for your time today. To begin with, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: In my early 40s, I got diagnosed with Crohn's probably about 15, 16 years ago. I work too much, (laughs) spend too much time with my wife and kids. I'm just a normal working person, really.
0: Thank you for that. So we did conduct some interviews with other people living with Crohn's disease in Europe and the feedback we received today was that it it took an average of about six months for people to be diagnosed with Crohn's and I just wanted to talk to you in this segment really about the process of of you getting diagnosed with Crohn's and how that went. Does that (laughs) resonate with you?
1: In a way, um, my first experience in getting diagnosed was more of a shock I was having some stomach problems and the doctor sent me in for some tests. And literally within two days, they came back saying, oh, by the way, you've got Crohn's. So from getting tested to finding out quite a very short period.
0: And who did you see first
1: when you? It's actually a doctor was concerned about my stomach and my bowel movements. So they sent me to my local hospital just for some routine tests. And next thing I know I was in for nearly a week.
0: You were in the hospital for...
1: Yeah, because my health got quite bad on my first major flare-up. And they took me in to put me on IV drips and steroids and run all the tests. And that's when they told me two days after being in that I had Crohn's.
0: And you said you were shocked. Were there any other emotions that you were feeling?
1: Um, A bit confused because I thought I was just going in for, you know, a one-night overstay just so they could run some basic tests. And then next thing I know, I've got a life-changing condition.
0: Oh, that must have been quite, as you said, shocking. I mean, how did they discuss that with you? Did you have any indication that it was something serious when you first went
1: there? Actually, I thought I just had a bit of food poisoning when I first went in. So, you know, they'd run all these tests and put me with God knows how many needles, (laughs) drawing lots of blood and other samples. And then they came back. Well, like I say, a couple of days later and said with the diagnosis. To me, I was going in with just upset stomach, effectively.
0: How did they explain
1: Crohn's disease to you? Looking back on it, quite badly. They just told me what it was and then said, oh, a consultant would be in contact. So there's one doctor saying what it is and then having to wait for another a specialist to tell me exactly what it was all about.
0: How did that make you feel?
1: A little unsettled the fact okay. that nobody would actually give me a straight answer straight away. But once the consultant sat me down and talked me through it, then I started to understand it a bit more and why they made such a quick diagnosis, but also saw it like a vague diagnosis.
0: How did you understand that then? Why was there a vague and then a quick, did they explain um,
1: to you? Well, the, the vague side of it was they made it sound like it was IBS. So, you know, just a general bowel condition. And it wasn't until the specialist sat me down and told me it's actually a genetic disease or illness. There's nothing which can trigger it. Nothing can cause it. It just comes on to some people at a certain age. And then he explained all the symptoms, the side effects, and you know, it just took me for it quite slowly.
0: Could you take me through a little bit about the tests you had to undergo? Did it take a long um, time because you stayed for a week?
1: I stayed for a week because I lost quite a lot of weight in a short time, as you can imagine, with not being able to control anything and not eating, being sick, dehydration. So my weight just plummeting. I think they were more concerned about that rather than the Crohn's itself at the time. So they had me on IVs pumping me full of fluids and steroids and antibiotics. But for the test, it was just blood tests every six hours, stool samples. On the second day, they had to sedate me slightly and do a colonoscopy, which wasn't very pleasant when you're not feeling in the best condition anyway, took a few samples, a load of pictures inside, and then that's where they left it really. And they just kept repeating the blood tests and general health monitoring like temperature and blood pressure and all that over the next week and just made sure I was stable.
0: I see. I just wanted to backtrack a little bit because at the time that you thought you just had stomach issues, were you having those symptoms already before? Were you experiencing things and just didn't realise
1: Looking back, I probably had one major flare-up a couple of years before. It was actually supposed to be my friend's stag do, and I ended up in bed for three or four days with upset stomach and stomach pains and cramps. And at the time, the doctor just put it down to a stomach virus. But looking back on it, that could have been one of the first flare-ups I'd ever had, which was probably about two years before. And which doctor said, oh, it's probably just a virus? Just my normal GP. it wasn't my normal GP it was just a GP at my normal surgery right so I don't know if he actually knew much about Crohn's at the time or the markers but back then well I'll say back then it's only about 15 years ago it didn't seem as widely known so I don't know if he was as acute to it as they are now or they seem to be
0: right so I guess when you look at the time to diagnosis for you it was really quite over a long period of time because you were already having the symptoms. If the GP at that time had said, look, we should get you checked out. Would you then have gone to hospital? Or would you have just said, Oh, that's probably part of the stag do? No,
1: I, well, I didn't actually go on the stag do. That's the thing. Oh, I it, see. it knocked me out about a day before we were all supposed to go away from the stag do. So I never actually made it. which yeah. was more of a kicker, but if he had picked up on the signs earlier, I could probably avoid being hospitalized because they would have been able to test while I was in a reasonably better, healthy condition.
0: So between two years ago, when you first had that flare up to the time that you were diagnosed, were you having any other symptoms then in between those two Um, years?
1: Not major flare up symptoms. Like I recognize now, but I've had the odd stomach, you know, loose bowels and diarrhea and everybody puts down to either something you've eaten or, just a bug you've picked up. So I just put it all down to that. Yeah. So I could have been having minor flare ups in between.
0: I see. So when they gave you the diagnosis, you came out of hospital, what did you do straight after that? Did you look up information or
1: well, they gave me quite a lot of information about different symptoms and all the side effects on medication and diet and how to actually try and reduce the impact of the diet. But a lot of it was just a standard eat healthier try and exercise more these are the medications we may want to try you on just a general start off really Mm. there wasn't anything specific to me it was just the generic leaflets they give out
0: so what would have been specific to you what would you have wanted to get at that time
1: just a bit more information of how to try and control it or reduce the symptoms because the thing is I was so drained when I was in the hospital that I didn't take a lot of it in because as you can imagine they're waking you up every six hours for routine checks. You don't sleep well in the hospital. It was hot weather. So I wasn't sleeping that well. Anyway, I had a temp slight temperature, all these steroids run through me. So it wasn't up to about probably a month after I came out of hospital that I actually started looking into it a bit more because I was just so drained.
0: Yeah. Did you, have any other additional support while you were at hospital at that time from the hospital itself or personally?
1: I had my family come around and see me, of course, but from the hospital they did send the a few nurse, specialist nurses to try and just talk to me. but I think the problem was like I said I was so out of it. It felt like I was on a different planet for a week. I was just so tired. The first thing I did when I got actually out of hospital and back home is I slept for nearly two days. I was just absolutely drained. So that was the main thing I remember coming away from the hospital more than anything else is just how tired I was.
0: Yes. So did they prescribe anything to you, I guess, when you were discharged?
1: The main thing they put me on was prednisolone. I can't say it. On, that's the one. I can never say it. I was on that steroid course for about another month after I came out just to try and get things stable. And then when I saw the consultant, they put me on azathioprine, Well, eventually, they tried me on a couple of others, but they a couple of the other drugs started to give me side effects.
0: I see, I see.
1: Almost symptoms of the actual Crohn's, so it would aggravate my stomach. So they had to try two or three before they got me on the right one.
0: So I just wanted to understand, I know you've mentioned quite a few challenges already during this process of diagnosis. For you, again, looking back, what were the greatest ups and downs for you emotionally during that time?
1: emotionally it was just the tiredness more than anything because when it flares up or what's been flaring up it just makes you feel drained it makes it feel like something's just turned your energy levels from 100 down to 10 percent you just want to curl up and sleep most of the time but physically that's probably the only real side effect I had lucky I had my mum was actually a registered nurse so she made sure she effectively kicked my backside to make sure that I was eating properly and Looking after myself, and um, my boss was pretty good as well. He kept kept dropping off food parcels, just to try and get me back healthy again. Wow. <laughs> Always had friends popping around, coming in, crashing on the sofa to make sure I was wasn't alone. So the emotionally side of it, I was fine.
0: Sounds like you had a really great support network around yeah. you. Yeah, that's really good. And to wrap up this discussion about diagnosis. Is there a difference between how you feel about your Crohn's disease now compared to how you felt about it when you were diagnosed?
1: Yeah, now I've taken my stride. I just don't let it stop me. Unless it's flaring up, I ignore it. It's gonna be with me. If it's under control like it is at the moment, then it has no real impact. But back then it was more of an impact because I didn't actually fully understand it. So I was a bit worried, you know, how is it gonna progress? Is it gonna get worse? Am I gonna get better? But now it's just a case of, well, I've got Crohn's, I get on with it.
0: Great. So that's all the questions I had for you, Darren, for today. So thank you for taking us through your experience. In our next podcast, we will be talking about how Crohn's disease impacts day to day life. And we hope you can join us for that session.